Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF June 2nd, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in seven minutes. Peak Pals, if you're looking to get together with your 100 closest friends this summer, look no further than this Airbnb in Chilliwack, British Columbia. It features an amphitheater, a 30-foot bar, and even a nine-hole golf course. This whole place can be yours, Jay for $10,000 a night. It looks actually like a pretty fun place to go. Would you consider having a corporate event or a wedding there? I'm thinking more of like a psychedelic retreat. That sounds more like a psychedelic retreat. If you went to Chilliwack, BC with 100 friends. It's almost too big though. Yeah, it's a lot of people, but I would never do this. But there are places way more expensive and way less luxurious places than this for more than $10,000 a night on uh, Airbnb. The vast majority of people, Jay, they look at this property and they go, wouldn't that be great for a corporate retreat or for a wedding and you look at that and you go you know that would actually be a great place to do a psychedelics experience with a hundred people it's just a, it's an interesting way to look at the world jay well if you go to a psychedelics experience like that it is an interesting way to look at the world maybe you could run a contest with a hundred peak pals to get there this summer what do you think uh, for the psychedelics or just to hang? I don't, it's up to you. I think I think just to hang, Jay. I, you know, we're, we're going above board on the on the peak daily. <laughs> Fair enough, Brett. Aside from Netflix and Chilliwack, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, Greeks and Albertans team up on solar power. For our second story, Canadian travelers enjoy their last hurrah. And for our last story, Nova Scotia faces record fires. For our first story, new to the list of things Greece is famous for, after, of course, philosophies, souflaki, and beaches, is solar power. In a new energy deal, Alberta hopes to learn a thing or two. Brett, what's Alberta hoping to learn from our Greek friends? So Mytilineos, a top industrial and power company in Greece, is launching a $1.7 billion solar energy project in Alberta that it says will be the largest of its kind in Canada. It's the latest in a series of renewables contracts that are set to power 2 million homes. The project will tap into one of the sunniest areas in Canada. With enough sunny days to rival Greece, we may as well start calling the Sunshine Province. No, no. If the Sunshine Province goes to negative 20, which it does, yeah, you can call it that. But to catch up, in 2016, Alberta set out to produce 30% of its electricity through renewable sources by 2030 and is on track to meet that goal. For comparison, 68% of electricity across the country is already generated by renewables, mostly from moving water, aka hydro, in Ontario and Quebec. And Greeks know a thing or two about transitioning to clean energy. From 2019 to 2022, the country saw its power generation from renewables hit 46%, which was up from 29%, so a big jump. The country also ranks second in terms of its solar energy production potential worldwide after Spain and recently launched a 200 million euro solar subsidy program. It's happening because, after all, isn't the U.S. throwing money at renewable energy investment through the Inflation Reduction Act? Well, beyond incentives offered by Canada and the province, the Mitalineos team said it chose Canada out of comfort because, well, it feels more like Europe. They call Calgary Little Athens. The company hasn't scored Stellantis money, but will reportedly choose between five years of deferred taxes or a subsidy that will cover 30% of its capital expenditures. Shifting to renewables matters for the long-term health of Alberta's energy economy. These days, anyone hoping to call themselves an energy superpower has little choice but to get their feet wet in green energy, creating jobs and building new expertise. But investments in solar are not without controversy. It may be one of the fastest growing sources of electricity in Canada, but critics would argue the benefits of solar are hyper-local. The cost of such products is expensive and old panels are hard to recycle. 
For our second story, Canadians are booking their summer getaways in record numbers. We talked about a potential destination for you in the intro, but the good times may be coming to an end. Here's what's driving the news. Per a new RBC report, dwindling savings and the rising cost of debt will force many middle and low-income earners to start pulling back on travel plans by next year. But here's the thing, that's actually next year. For now, flight cancellations, luggage mishaps, and soaring prices have done little to get in the way of Canadians and their post-pandemic travel plans. Between January and April, over 10 million Canucks returned from trips abroad, up 7% compared with the last pre-pandemic travel season. Travel spending is also up almost 30% compared with pre-pandemic levels, fueled by the relatively low unemployment rate and leftover pandemic savings. What else is happening, Jay? Well, more Canadians are opting to fly over drive, but high prices work-from-anywhere arrangements, and the return of business travel are driving people to the U.S. They're also prioritizing quality over budget, with Google searches for best travel options far outpacing cheap ones, per an RBC analysis of Google Trends data. Domestically, travel preferences have shifted. Searched for Newfoundland and Labrador, PEI, and Nova Scotia have surged since the beginning of the year. Bottom line is that a growing number of economists are now expecting the Bank of Canada to raise interest rates next week in response to hotter-than-expected economic growth. That would further limit future spending as more people face rising debt payments. For our third story, an out-of-control wildfire in southwest Nova Scotia is now the largest in the province history and still burning out of control. First it was Alberta, and now it's Nova Scotia. What is happening with the fires, Brett? Well, first of all, our thoughts to all the victims. This is terrible what's happening out east. The fire in Shelburne County started last weekend and has covered more than 17,000 hectares. Around 5,000 residents have been evacuated and 50 homes destroyed. My folks in Boston have seen the smoke, they say. Another wildfire near Halifax is now 50% contained, but officials warned warm weather in the coming days will make conditions even more dangerous. Around 21,000 Nova Scotians have had to evacuate their homes due to wildfires so far this year. And it matters because wildfires have already devastated 27,000 square kilometers of land this year. That's 5,400 times, yes, I didn't misread that, although sometimes I do. 5,400 times more than the 10-year historical average for this time of year. Now, Emergency Preparedness Minister Bill Blair said, due to climate change, similar extreme weather events may continue to increase in both frequency and severity across our country. Nearly every province and territory in the country has now experienced wildfires this year. Next, there is an international effort underway to combat fires across Canada with firefighters and specialists from the U.S., South Africa, and across the country deploying to hotspots in Nova Scotia and Alberta. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett and Peak Pals. Have a great and safe weekend.